How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Let the word go out from here across the land. Let Daddy Noonan uh, approve. Hey, this is Shooter McGavin. You're listening to the 19th Hole Podcast. And you have found Golf Talk Live's 19th Hole Podcast. I am Alan DeFue, and as always, I am joined by our panel. We have uh, to my right from Sportsbox, Andy Hydorn. Andy, welcome. Present. PGA extraordinaire and junior golf uh, executive with Little Linksters, our good friend, Brendan Elliott. Hello, Brendan. Hey, AD. And the prettiest podcaster in golf, Christian Nazamus, coming in from Points Unknown this week. He's he's changed his background on the Zoom screen, boys. Yeah, what's up, boys? All right, gentlemen, we got uh, the season's really kind of just beginning. I mean, they're back out in Hawaii, so uh, we can talk a little golf again. So I've got uh, the tournament players. We've got John Rahm, a little foreshadowing of the PGA uh, show. Andy's got his live golf report. And uh, is it true that Christian Nazamus is soon to be one of the top instructors under the age of 30 in the golf industry? We will find out. But yeah. uh, let's head out to Hawaii. Uh, Andy, tell us your thoughts. Is John Rahm ready for a monster season in 2023? Well, I believe I I may or may not have picked him to win one of the majors. So I, I don't quite remember, but. Um, oh crap! I need. I still need to put that out on social media, don't I? Yes, we right. do. Uh, and he is. He is, as they say, on form. Right? I mean, he's had a great uh, six months, um, and he's just he's just on his game right now. And and uh, yeah, he's one of those those two or three guys that that is dominating golf right now. Brendan, did you see the stat that popped up and been going around raging around social right now that if you took that those six months that uh, Andy's talking about, his uh, handicap index is plus 13. Oh, my God. What's it like three wins in the last six starts, something like that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. If you look at the numbers, it's absolutely insane. But somebody it's asked 60 the under at the last two years there. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. And he even he even gave a quote something to the effect about how he loves the new season because they put new equipment in his bag and his game keeps getting better. So, which I guess that's everybody, right? Just just paying his sponsors. That's all with, with some, <laughs> some verbal cash. It's like when Christian puts a new putter in his bag for every hmm. once in a while, every season. Now I didn't look at the stats this week. I don't know if any of you guys did, but. His Achilles heel's always been his putting. Not that it's horrible, but statistically where he falls in relation to his ball striking. So the thing about him that's always struck me is if he even got into the top 50 in putting, he, he would be he would be Scotty Scheffler times 10 on that stretch that Scheffler was on. His ball striking is just incredible. You know what's amazing about that is – because I always think of him as a decent putter. I mean, he's always that guy that's making that theatrical putt from like 
40 feet away that breaks a hundred feet in, in it, it's crazy. When he wins, like, like, like any of those guys, like all of them are good from time to time. I right. think some of them go through too long a stretch of, of not being good. And I think that's the difference. Christian, you got anything to add? No, I, I <laughs> not really. Honestly, I mean, I don't know. Like when you when you look at a guy like Rom, for example, like obviously when he's hot, he's hot. You know what I mean? Like he 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 gets in that mindset of of he's of he's very challenging to beat, right? I think though, if you had to say anything, I would I would probably say is there's times where his ball striking lets him down, obviously, and he but he makes the the big putts, right? I mean, look at the U.S. Open when he won. That was that was huge because he made everybody looked at pretty much. So it, it's challenging to, you know, going back to your question earlier, is he going to have a breakout year? It's hard to tell because we, we always think that he is, but then he always takes a step back where then he, you know, comes in like 30th, for example, and, and like five, six, seven, eight events in a row. And he's not really up towards the top of the leaderboard. So I hope he is because he's a phenomenal player. So. Well, here's an interesting question just popped into my head, and I, I come at it from the angle that I actually have a shorter backswing than John Rom. <laughs> but Brennan, does that impact his short backswing? I mean, he obviously generates an ungodly amount of power. Does that impact him one way or the other, having that short swing? Do you think? Well, I mean, to, to answer that, you'd probably have to go, you know, maybe – 10 years back and look at his swing from year to year to see if he's, if it's changing at all. This is a, obviously this is something that people would be concerned with as he gets older, you know, and can't move like he does today. Um, well, it noted. gets shorter than that. <laughs> I was going to say noted. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like sometimes I think, sometimes I think players like that, that have a shorter backswing um when pressure comes in maybe that's something that just helps them continue to uh play well under pressure well it's time for the sports box 3d answer of the week i saw that i saw that you guys analyzed that yep um and, and didn't you were... didn't didn't you suggest that we should all be on sports box of all, all of our swings Yes, I actually have a, a, a discount code for all of our listeners this week. So, Shameless plug. Go ahead, Andy. Do you, do you have it uh, with you? The discount code? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll be sharing that later. Okay. Um, but foreshadowed, I foreshadowed Andy's final thought. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the kind of the three D kind of proof of what Rom is doing to create his speed and power lies in X factor. Mm -hmm. And even though he doesn't get a huge chest turn or shoulder turn, you know, not even close to what someone like Rory gets probably 20 degrees different, but John Rom's got this huge X factor and X factor stretch, which is really the difference between the turn in your pelvis and the turn in your, chest and shoulders and in that stretch in transition is really where he pulls that 
rubber band and really generates his power. So right. now let me ask you a question. Are you referring back? Cause I want to show my age or our age. Is it when you say X factor, you're talking like Jim McLean. Yeah. Cover, so let's, cover let's, golf digest, the X factor. Yeah. Let's talk about that because the, he got a bad rap for that. And I think people came away from that talk about X factor thinking that he was promoting no hip turn and as much chest and, and shoulder turn as you can get. And that's not what he was promoting. What he was doing is recognizing the relevance of the difference between the two, between your pelvis turn and your shoulder turn. Um, and in, in, in the most simple terms, that's what X factor is. It's the difference between if most people turn their hips, let's say 45 degrees, and they turn their shoulders 90 degrees, they have an X factor of 45. Now, X factor stretch in the transition is it goes from 45 to maybe 48. So they're just stretching that difference even a little bit more. But honestly, uh, Jim McClain got a bad rap on that um, because, you know, people now talk about turning as much as you can. And, and uh, he never really promoted limited turn he just pointed out the importance of the difference between those chest turn right. numbers and the hip turn numbers all right well i didn't who knew we were going to go into the x factor conversation tonight but okay so back when i was a much younger player i was always told get the shoulders to 90 degrees don't worry about what the hips do as far as the turn and then basically um to use an accounting uh term lifo last in first out yep hips are the last to turn you got to get them out of the way clear the clear that everything drops down come in from the inside stripe it well <laughs> attempted stripe stripe it <laughs> exactly <laughs> so is that what you're talking about the x factor the turn versus the the turn the the Rotary of the shoulders versus the rot the rotation of the hips. That's what that is. Yeah, but but you also just referenced kinematic sequence, which is really important, meaning that last in first out thing. So that happens from your feet all the way up to your to your hands in the golf club, right? So your feet go first, then your ankles go, then your knees go, then your hips go, then your chest goes. So, and it, and it runs through the, the kinematic sequence that when done, you know, to perfection provides a really efficient source of power. In the words of Roy McElvoy, you can feel it ringing in your hands like a... <laughs> <laughs> Christian, Christian, you got anything to add on this one? No, I just love listening to Andy talk, honestly. So I'm just listening to my big bro at the end of the day. I tell you, when he gives this discount code out, if listeners can just experience it one time and and see how deficient they are in certain areas, I would think, and Andy could probably back this up with, with what you guys have found at Sport for Spocks, I think the biggest deficiency is the clearing of the hips. At least that's what I've found with with my students. The what was What's the tour range? Uh, it's like... 28 to 30 something of yeah at it, impact yeah at impact yep. and then i've got a lot of students that are 
I mean, you'd watch them hit balls and you'd think that they've got a pretty good move on the ball, but they're, whether they're stalling out through impact, which happens a lot, people uh, stop that hip turn. Um, but I've got most students like in that 15 degrees of hip rotation at impact or sometimes even less. And they try to use the upper body, which is an amateur move, to feel like they're turning through and getting to that left side correctly. But that's what I found through that app is how amazingly deficient even good-looking golf swings are on on getting those hips out of the way and getting them cleared and rotated. Yeah, for sure. Hips don't lie, Christian, do they? (laughs) (laughs) They never will. (laughs) You know where you can probably see this? Segway here. PGA show, Andy? Yes. Yes, you can can definitely see Sportsbox and many other interesting things at the PGA show. Mm -hmm. PGA show is uh, two weeks away. I'm starting my trek to Florida actually next week. I will be down doing a little basking in the sun, boys, and maybe getting a few rounds of golf. In advance, shameless plug of the Little Linksters charity uh, scramble. Are you priming priming your game for that? I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> tuning it, finally tuning it, Mister nice. Hydor. Just hit yes. bombs. Just hit bombs. Getting bombs. Calves. Calves like Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> calves, like years? Laura, calves like Laura Davies. <laughs> <laughs> how many years have you guys gone to the show? How many, how many, this will be 27 consecutive. Well, you can't count it because of the COVID year, but I did go online to the virtual thing. So 27 years. Ironically, that's the last time I've been to the show is I cut from the, from the same desk sitting in my, my, uh, my office. But no, uh, for me, you know, and I want to, I guess here's a question. This is more of a business conversation about the show. The show hasn't done doesn't do a whole lot for me, Brandon. Personally, I mean, I my my business has always been more the the management side of of the industry, and and now with the brokerage component as well. So, you know, but I the the heyday when you're walking down the the aisles there, and Chichi Rodriguez rocks around the corner, or Tom Watson walks around the corner, and you know, double decker uh, displays and titleists in their white jackets. I mean. And it's from one end of the convention center to the other. It's just insane, and it's sad now. How yeah. far it's how far it's fallen. I had a conversation with somebody the other day about what's happened to it, and and a lot of it has to do with well, cost cost isn't one thing. I, I remember one year that that a tailor made Adidas had like the whole one of the whole sides. I think it was the opposite side of where the equipment usually they the, is. They had the end of the apparel. Yeah. And that the the price tag of that was well over a million dollars. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, really, in this day and age? And then COVID happened. And we all learned that you don't have to go places to do business. Um, and it just from there, it's just all the big players. And I'm anxious to see who's going to be there this year. But they're really not going anymore. Or scaling it way down. The the other thing that happened is that people are no longer people. When I say people, I mean the big golf club manufacturers are no longer using January to write orders. Right. Like they, they've evolved into introducing products way earlier 
their sales reps have been out on the road selling new products since October. Yep. And most of their pre-booking work is done. When I was with Callaway, like we'd introduce products at the show and we would book people and our customers would show up in anticipation of what was coming out and they would write orders. So it was a really big show for writing business, but it's not that way anymore. And, and, you know, one of, one of my buddies who still works for Callaway was telling me that Callaway's presence at the show this year is for Top Golf and Top Tracer. It's not even for Callaway golf equipment. Um, Christian, so- I'm going to, Christian, I'm going to make a jump and say that you, have you been to the show? No. Would I love to go to the show? Of course. Can we get, have can we I get been? Christian a ticket, guys? I could get Christian in the show in a minute. All you gotta, all to you go. gotta do is fly down. If all you gotta do is fly to Orlando, hang out with us. Hey, it's a good thing Syracuse, New York has a direct flight right in there. There you go, Blue baby. I, I know right, a little scramble. I know of a little scramble happening near after that. That could use a bomber on the team. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe, uh, maybe one day. You know, when I find when I figure out another part of my life, so I can carry you again around the golf course. Your back killed you that day. I know it, it did. did. I it know did. it did. You it know, was, it was bad. I, you know, you're a little guy. I can I can carry you, but I had to carry Andrew also. I mean, it was rough. Yeah, yeah. I usually carry Andrew on the golf course, anyways. But now, Andy, you're. I believe last year, if I recall, I didn't actually again didn't go to the show. There wasn't a single main club manufacturer of the majors there largely because they're basically rolling out product every other year nowadays yeah or three times a year if you're <laughs> yeah right right um but yeah they're there still they're just there in a much much smaller capacity than they used to be like callaway was there last year selling clubs and doing all that stuff but but it's just it's just way less than it used to be and a lot of it is the cost. You know, yeah. you think like the Callaways of the world do just about a billion dollars in revenue. And you would think a million, whatever. But, you know, they can spend that million smartly other ways. I, you know, I've never been, even when I worked at the at the club level and would write orders with, with, uh, with vendors, I never really thought, of the show is that was the big thing for me. It was more the, the connect, the networking side, the education side. That's always been the plus for me. I think that's where you and I met actually Andy, right? Uh Oh, it's Andy frozen. God, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> Cliffhanger. I was getting, re- I was getting we'll ready to say, se- I was getting ready to segue right then to to Andy <laughs> with the with the next section. Hey, hey Christian, let's bring this in. We'll we'll change it up then since Andy, you know, froze on us. Have you seen the news coming out of uh California with uh you're you're muted. With um Pebble Beach, the waves, what are they calling that atmospheric uh situation out there? Something something stream where these 45 mile or 40 foot waves are crashing into Pebble Beach right now. Yeah, I've seen the story. I've seen the video, obviously, and it's absolutely terrifying. And, and you know, of course, like Pebble, you ever, you never want to see it 
you know, of course, go through that. But I just mother nature at its finest, unfortunately, you know, and mother nature always wins. She always wins, you know, and um, it's just absolutely insane what is happening over at Pebble right now. Pebble, which is set, you know, 40 feet above the 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 water line and the water is literally cresting over the cresting over some of the bulkheads and rocks. No, absolutely. You know what's what's interesting there is is that they they built like the 18th tee, for example. That's all synthetic rock now. Is Uh, it really? It is. Wow. It is. Um and and they've they've really fortified a lot of that coastline that the golf course is on with that that synthetic rock because you know <laughs> they can't afford to have some of that stuff falling into the the water like Monterey Peninsula Golf Club just lost one of their great par three holes in this storm. Um it it's it's out closer to the water and and it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm just looking at this now. This is incredible. Amazing. So the the Alan, the name of it is is like something cyclone, right? Bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Isn't that what it is? Um, I've heard sure. that term. Sure. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go as we all grab our phones or uh, googling right now. Uh, we're gonna go with that, but I don't think I didn't think it was. I didn't think a bot was a Bob Cyclone. I thought Bob Cyclone was was the atmospheric condition. I'm actually just rambling, so when do you guys find it? Um, when it comes <laughs> down out of the north with uh, with the colder temps, yeah, this is something called something stream where it like just is like storm after storm is literally on the same longitude. Oh yeah, I know. I Alan, I know what you're talking. It's it's like training or something, where it it's one system after another system after another system. So basically, at this point, we're just going to say if any of our listeners actually know what the hell this thing is called, (laughs) please chime in because I don't know. (laughs) National Oceanic Job not going to get one. Well, we gotta get Jim Cantori to come on the show. Yeah, where is Jim Cantori right now? <laughs> isn't it, isn't it ironic that that the the part of the country that suffers the worst droughts is now dealing with this? It's like, yeah, they need to store this stuff. Let's somewhere. just throw. They they probably need about time for them to get an earthquake also just to to top it off, isn't it? It's the cherry on top. Cherry on top. All right, Andy. Here you go. Your favorite time. Golf talk live. Give, well, us the, give us the update. Christian's ready to debate this because if you recall, he was pro live. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, then I then I, I woke up and realized I had a brain. Christian has seen the lights. <laughs> I, I had a brain after after all. <laughs> the brain has lo- been located. Um, now, not. Obviously, it's the live off season, but they did lose another executive uh, this past week. Um, the guy who was in charge of their uh, franchises um, is now no longer with Live. But I don't, I don't know how how important that is. It's all organizations have people come and go, but um, 
What do you Who mean they're franchises? Like they're they're individual teams? No, I, I'm I'm not really sure. I mean, his title was was uh, let's see, his title was director of franchises, and Live is an organization that that is a franchise model. So maybe I think, he, maybe I he think... was supposed to bring other tours on to be part of Live. Christian, let me ask you a question. I have a theory. I think that Live needs to rebrand them. Not that I really want to help them because I think they've derailed golf in a lot of ways. But I think they ought to follow the model of Formula One where they have Team TaylorMade, Team Callaway, Team whatever. And they literally have these teams not unlike, like I said, Formula One or soccer where you have it's a team format i think they they could get traction on the team format and all the other bullshit is just that bullshit what say you no i i agree with that i don't know if they would necessarily get more views than they have currently i mean it's you know i do think they have to go through a rebranding i think start i think greg needs to leave i don't know how greg i I don't know what greg's never going to leave personally i don't think because it's greg and Greg loves this and he's built this in his mind. You know, I don't necessarily agree with what Greg has done, obviously, but Greg somehow seems to think every single day when he goes to bed that he's making a difference. Some people agree. He's growing the game. You know, mm. growing the game. Uh, so I it, it's tough to say that. You know, it's still gonna be a, the team the team aspect is gonna be different, even to get used to that, even if they went through this whole rebranding scenario. Um but, you know, the only time people think of team and golf is the Solheim Cup, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, that kind of stuff, right? It's it's something as – I don't know if they necessarily would tune in for something weekly because, in my opinion, they would think that it's something like an expedition pretty much. But aren't they? hundred $100 million a year, yeah. I mean, hey, Greg, I'm available if you want to. I'll come and with the team, every week. <laughs> and would the team concept sell more in foreign markets than maybe in the U.S. market? Yes, I think so. I keep waiting for Andy to lean in. I don't have a lean. Well, there's there's a couple more tidbits of info on Live this week, right? Oh, please, so, please share. Um, you are you are our Live expert. Yeah. So one of them was was kind of a a funny thing that we've all been talking about, and it was an unnamed player who who is quoted as saying that all Liv did was removed all the assholes from the PGA Tour, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was awesome. And the other the other little uh, tidbit is it looks as if um, in the UK the live is going to give away its broadcasting rights for free to somebody just to carry their, their events. Okay. (laughs) This can't be good news to the, it can't, it can't work. I mean, but it's going to keep chugging along because of money. 
I had a little live nugget come through on the most obscure for the rest of you uh, news thing that I listened to. I am a fan of WWE. I'll put it out into the universe. I think I've said it before. I did not know that about you. I'm I was forever since I was a kid. I went away for a couple years. I've been back the last two or three. I haven't went to one. Are we back? Are we talking dating as far back as Jimmy Superfly Snuka? Oh, I I what what caught me when I was eight years old? I did a high five with Andre the Giant, and I was forever changed. (laughs) So. Okay, well, that would probably be a low five for him when you're well, true, true. <laughs> but the nugget came from I there's there's two uh YouTube channels I watch every day with their reports on wrestling. Um, and Liv came up in one of the conversations because um, it looks like the WWE is going to be up for sale here pretty soon. And one of the contenders who already gives a hundred million dollars a year is the Saudi uh, the Saudis that backs the live golf league and so for they bring two events a year wwe events to saudi arabia for a hundred million dollars so they're in the market with nbc universal fox there's a bunch of big rollers that are going to buy this and they're one of the contenders all right my mind is my mind is man's coming back too my mind is is racing right now i'm seeing i'm seeing the shark going out there in a ripped shirt and he's wearing the shark hat, and it's NWO across the far front, <laughs> and he rips it apart, a la Hulk Hogan. I I see a future. <laughs> yep. and, and and Phil comes out with entry calves. music. Yeah. What kind of what kind of stage names can you come up with for all these guys? It's like it's, wrestling, but louder. I like that. <laughs> Christian, anything? <laughs> it's wrestling on steroids, basically. I mean, even though those guys, some they might take them. I have no idea. But isn't that isn't that redundant? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I got a segue. You ready? Fire let's away. Get, let's get Christian involved. I am thoroughly impressed with what Christian did with, for one of my students this week. Can I elaborate? Well, I did. I did throw that teaser out there that there is there is a rumor that he is being recognized as one of the top instructors under the age of thirty right now. Yeah, he uh, he could have a future in this. So, so I've been working with a kid for a long time. I've actually known him since he was five. He's he's fifteen now, and he's been doing some private lessons with me the last couple of years. He had a very unique swing, and we've just worked with it for the last couple of years. Very inside on the takeaway, um, very rotational on the way down, which is really the only way he was going to be able to to hit a ball. Um, and I, he came to me in November and said, I need to fix this because I need to be more consistent, especially under pressure. So he's made massive changes getting the club in an awesome position at the top, flat left wrist, club is square. He's got a lot of control now, and he's been doing good. So he tested it in a tournament this uh, past weekend, and prior to the tournament last week, he went out on the front nine at our course and had four birdies, shot two under, hit eight greens, hit every fairway. He's looking good. So he goes par, par, par in the tournament on Saturday. It's a two-dayer. 
And then he ta- starts taking some big numbers and goes out in 54. Oh. And he I th- he rebounded with a 41 on the back. Um, And his mother was frantic. His dad even texts me, and his dad really doesn't text me all that much. Um, And his dad actually said, you've really built a good swing with him because he's really hitting the ball good. It's just he's in this weird place in competition. I said, you know what? I got a kid that I'd like to – I say kid because, Christian, you are a kid. I got somebody I want to have talk to Jack. Oh, I just said his name. He won't care. Um, and I, and I didn't know how this would go because Jack doesn't really open up very often. And so we did a three-way text, me, Christian and Jack, and it just flowed and Jack just opened up and was sharing stuff with Christian and Christian talked about how he got, he's gone through stuff like this in competition and in college. And I was like, wow. And so he comes back on the second day and shoots 15 shots lower which probably could have easily been another four, three, four shots lower. So Christian. That's awesome. Did an amazing job just talking with him and, and telling him, you know, what everything that he's gone through in his uh, playing career. Christian's now, Christian's our little Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> if our, if our audience right now could see Alan's face, just the last <laughs> five minutes of that conversation, I'm it looks so like. proud of him. him. Christmas morning. <laughs> he's not just pretty. No, no. Oh no, he's mu- he's more multidimensional. So elaborate, Christian. Yeah, I mean, I I I I reached out to BE separately and told them I was like, hey, you know, when when it comes to your student, let me know what I can do to help because I've been in that exact same shoes before, where if I say back in the day when I was in my teenage years, I started out you know, with a double, for example, to start my day, well, my day's ruined, right? I was just trying, I put so much pressure on my shoulders to shoot a good score, to really put my name out there to see who was watching and so forth. And if I didn't do that, obviously, you know, then again, my, my day is just completely ruined. Um, so with that being said, I, I, I learned it more so in college where I went through swing changes. I went through all of the stuff with my coach. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I realized that you just have to go out and have fun when you play golf because, you know, my parents always told me growing up, like, just go out and pretend like you're playing with your friends because some of the best rounds that I've played in my life are just when I go out, don't care, go out and play fun, have fun with with my friends and so forth. And, you know, that's I just relay that information down to uh, Donna Jack and, you know, he listened and again, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a small obstacle to get through once when he can overcome that in his head. Right. As we all know, golf's mental and you know, you miss that five foot putt on, on hole one or two. Well, if you have that putt again on 17 or 18, you're obviously going to think about that five foot putt that you missed on the first hole. So you just gotta, I, I just told him to take it one step at a time. And I also told him, you know, pros hit bad shots every day. You see it all the time. I mean, look at Colin Morikawa. He just, he, he chunked two shots. You don't. You, you never see pros chunk shots like that, obviously. But I, that's what I told them. You know, it's but it's how you recover from those bad shots that you hit is what makes you a great player. And the I the the last thing I told them was just to always let your sticks do the talking on the golf course. You know, for me being personable, I could talk to anybody. You know, some people like it, some people don't. 
But at the end of the day, you know, whenever I got to the golf course, yeah, I meant business, obviously, because I was trying to win. But at the end of the day, um, my sticks always did the talking and, you know, it, it, it made me have a, a decent college career. So. Mr. Hydorn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's awesome that that Christian was able to get through to him and and make him feel better about what was going on, because at the end of the day, you do need to to recognize certain things are going to happen from time to time. And and uh, it's good to be able to recover. I, I was taught a long time ago. Golf is a game of good misses. Yeah. Right. And honestly, Christian, I could have used you at the state open tooth. Anyway, um, <laughs> how, how many of us can, uh, the, the one of the, the immediate one I'm thinking of is cause I was rolling one time at the state open, bladed it over the back of the green on nine, chunked it, chunked it, chunked it back and forth like a ping pong and made triple and never recovered. So what your words are, are, are speaking the truth, but, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've played in, I've played in a lot of tournaments in my life, a lot of college tournaments. I've, I've tried to qualify for like the U S open, you know, I've played in a, a lot of big tournaments and now granted, I never, I never won a college tournament. You know, I never qualified for the U S open obviously. Um, but I had some of the best times of my life playing golf during those times, even though, you know, I may or may not have played well. But at the end of the day, I didn't get I didn't get upset. I didn't get I didn't get pissed off on the course anymore. Like I used to like I mentioned, when I doubled the hole, I used to get pissed. I used to throw clubs. And again, I'm not saying BU student does that. But at the end of the day, it's just it's a mental aspect of it where you're going to hit bad shots. You're forever going to hit bad shots in, in golf. But the, that's the beauty of it, because at the end of the day, it's how you recover from that. And, you know, you get, you're going to play golf for your entire life if you're lucky. So too many, too many golfers get in their own way. I mean, that's, that's what I've found throughout the years of why you can't carry stuff over from the range to the golf course, because you too, you get too consumed on the result instead of just playing and just playing the game. And I know it's cliche and we say this stuff all the time and that it's mental, but I mean, it really comes down to just playing the game and and that's where you find enjoyment is from the playing and then everything else takes care of itself if you can do that if you can get in that mindset absolutely and you know i i just kept telling i'm like look you just got to trust the process of what of what brandon's doing at the end of the day you have a phenomenal teacher that's teaching you all the time and at the end of the day he will guide you to the finish line and i, and I told him i was like anytime you have questions if you ever want to my phone's open for anybody. I mean, anybody can call me, text me, email me any, any time of the day. If somehow I don't answer, I always get back. So, you know, I told I, I reciprocated that to him. I was like, Hey, look, I'm always here for you if you need anything. So and I don't even know the kid, but you know, and golf, golf is, is like, this is cliche, but it's a journey, right? Mm -hmm. So every time that you do have a bad episode and you do blow up and you, it's money in the bank because you kind of learn from it. And, and yeah. next time you're there, it may happen again, but it may not because you understand just kind of that's part of the game. And that's part of, of growing up and playing and, and recognizing 
what your body and your brain goes through when you have those days or those holes and those troubles and and yeah. you learn how to deal with it because in most most players minds people people get into that sort of low 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 point because they panic right and yep. it's all about panicking and one little thing goes wrong people push the panic button and then it goes really bad but the next time that thing goes wrong you're not so quick to push that panic button yeah be you can t- even tell jack a story if you want i don't even know if i told him this or not in our text but i was i think i was uh just starting out to play golf 13 maybe 14 or my first tournament was maybe 12 13 years old you know i shot 132 at a tournament and i remember looking at my parents afterwards and they were like all right well we, we may need to like reconsider another sport like this may not be cut out for you um but I, I basically in a nice way to them said, shut up. I'm going to, I'm going to bust my ass in this and I'm going to, I'm determined because I'm not a quitter. Right. So I, I, uh, I, I, I shot even par there four years ago, four, four years later, excuse me. And, um, you know, it just goes to show you that like, yeah, you're, you're going to get pissed off on a golf course. Everybody does. Right. I mean, that's just the nature of the game, you know, but again, it's how, it's how quickly you brush it off and go to the next hole because, I had some, my my swing coach growing up always told me like, okay, yeah, you know what? You have 18 chances of making a birdie or you have 18 chances of making an Eagle. Some minus like the par threes, obviously and like hole in ones, but he goes, if you double the first hole, okay, well you have 17 more holes to try to make a birdie to get it back to even par. And that was like, always like the goal that I always had in my mind. But again, you just got to have fun while you do it. So. You're here and we've got 18 holes and we've gone 18 holes. And Andy, we're on the 18th hole. Your final thoughts? My final thoughts are along those same lines is Colin Morikawa did play unbelievable golf until he hit that low point. And first of all, he didn't make a bogey until I want to say the 11th or 12th hole of the last round. He didn't, he didn't have a bogey in the whole tournament before then he made through three bogeys in a row. Um, Handled it with total class because he's a classy individual. Um, And even to those players, it happens to the best players in the world. Um, One last thing, the uh, discount code for sportsbox.ai, www.sportsbox.ai, and we'll put this on on our social as well, is going to be Golf Talk 50, and that's going to give any of our listeners 50% off an annual subscription for the 3D practice app Boom. for Sportsbox. Boom. So you're, you're going to get 12 months of being able to record your swing, get 3D feedback right away for 50 bucks. Boom. Sweet. Mic drop. <laughs> Mr. Elliot. Um, my final thought is, um, you know, we we saw John Rahm play well, incredible final round, but we we could look at the course of his career and see how mature he's become over the last couple of years. And I think that's really put him where he is now and where he's been the last couple of months is how, how much more mature he is today than what he was two, three years ago. And I, I think that's a good learning, uh, a good lesson for younger golfers to learn to kind of 
rein yourself in, don't take things so seriously, um, and have a better outlook as you play. Christian? Yeah, my final thought before I even get into it, I, I want to get off golf really quick and just, um, you know, take a moment just to thank all the Buffalo Bills medical staff for everything that they've done for DeMar Hamlin. I'm ecstatic to hear that he's home back in Buffalo, and I'm hoping that he continues to get the treatment that he has and, and gets a full recovery and hopefully one day gets back on the football field again, again, but I'm just most importantly, it, I'm just happy that he's alive and uh, you know, he's, he's home safe with his family and friends now. Um, but my final thought going back to the show is just continue, please guys to follow us on social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, 2023, just, just approach to us. And we have a huge 2023 plan for you guys. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of great guests coming on the show as well as a lot of great, um, you know, possibly new discount codes and, and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, anything we can obviously do better, please let us know. You know, we love interacting with you guys. We love hearing what we can do better and what we can do, you know, or what we can change and so forth. So please, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, continue to talk to us. So my final thought is this many people are getting ready to head to Florida, like myself here shortly. So this is a PSA. For anyone in the West Palm Beach area, Martin County Sheriff's Department will begin ticketing unregistered street legal golf carts. <laughs> there is a crackdown. <laughs> Do not take your unregistered golf cart on public highways. That's my PSA. Those are Palm Beach problems. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I'm trying to find the button. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30 plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan DePew, today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30 plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan DePew, today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.